0: Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. It has become a cliché to claim that Israel is facing simultaneous threats from several quarters within it, on its boundaries, with uh, adjacent entities and territories, and outside it. The challenges are always there, but most of the time they erupt serially rather than concurrently and can be dealt with accordingly. In recent weeks, however, different threats seem to materialize day after day and even on the same day as if orchestrated by one central headquarters. Is that the reality or a mere coincidence or perhaps some uh, cascading influence? To explore this issue, we are joined from northern Israel by Major General in Reserve Gilshana Cohen, who is an IDF Army Corps commander. Thank you for joining us, General.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Also joining us from Central Israel's Brigadier General in Reserve Dolon Gavish, who is uh, the uh, former IDF's Air Defense Chief. Thank you for joining us as well, General. Thank you. And with me in the studio, as ever, is our TV7 editor-at-large, Mr. Amir Oren, host of Watchman Talk, Powers in Play, So much more, uh, Amir, give us a broader understanding on the complexities of the multi-sector challenge for the state of Israel.
2: So there is no denying the output of the various uh, threats, but uh, does it all come from the same input? Um, And um, obviously what uh, is happening is that because the media magnifies each particular uh, terror act... And following the terror act, if uh, there are fatalities, there are also funerals and speeches by politicians. It seems as if uh, from every sector, Israel is under attack. While the reality is more mundane, there are attacks um, on the uh, roads uh, in uh, Judea and Samaria. Sometimes there are acts of terror uh, in Tel Aviv and other places, even though it has not been established without doubt that the most recent one, a few days ago, last week, um, on the beach uh, of Tel Aviv, was indeed uh, a premeditated terror act. But it should be counted as such um, until it can be crossed off uh, from the list. Nevertheless, there are various motives, various modes. Some people are inspired by calls uh, from Hamas or from uh, other organizations. Some people act because of some personal um, history, troubled or otherwise. And um, it shouldn't be seen as an all-out attack on Israel even though Iran, yes, is a threat. Hamas is a threat out of Gaza, but it uh, it likes to act out of other sectors. Uh, So it is not really as advertised. Let's put
0: things in context. Of course, uh, there was the RGC Quds Force commander at the time, Major General Qasem Soleimani, who was subsequently uh, targeted and killed uh, by an American uh, aerial uh, strike uh, together with one of the proxy uh, commanders uh, of uh, Qatayb Hezbollah al-Muhandis, who was uh, in that same vehicle with uh, Qasem Soleimani, uh, following or during uh, the uh, Iranian war with uh, the Islamic State from its front, uh, it, the, the uh, Quds Force commander at the time sought to unify all Shiite militias and proxies uh, to establish a sort of axis of resistance, of course, with Lebanon, Hezbollah. Uh, in uh, Syria establishing new shiite militias uh, Bringing of course also Afghan families to establish a certain demographic shift uh, That would then also bolster Iranian influence in Syria. Uh, we saw in, in Iraq, of course, such to shaabi uh, within that context uh, from the alliance of 46 militias roughly uh, Two-thirds of which are under Iranian influence. We see of course uh, the alliance between or the clientele Uh, Of the Houthi tribe that then managed with Iranian funding to secure alliances with other Yemeni tribes and then bolster Iranian influence in Yemen. All these various elements have ultimately one thing within their motto, and that is death to America, death to Israel. And that is something that... And dominance over Iraq. And dominance over Iraq, dominance over the entire region, dominance over the Sunni Muslims. But I'd like to bring, of course, our distinguished generals into the picture. When we look at this complexity at hand, um, to what degree is Israel taking into account the various entities and the various strategic challenges that it poses, uh, both holistically but also particularly in each and every case? General Aquin?
1: Holistically, of course, we are facing a, a new combination of alliances. Actually, the Iranians are orienting themselves to a new approach of a, a really deploying coalition forces. It is not yet that there is one headquarter in Tehran, that uh, every action is in by Central control directed like in a, a movie by the movie director that every angle of the camera is absolutely in, under control, not at all. So it, we cannot really look upon what happened as a scenario that was directed uh, in central control from Tehran. But speaking holistically, uh, the new orientation of Iran with an exemplification of the coalition forces, including Russia, because Tehran today working together in coalition force uh, with uh, Russia, it means that the new combination creating not just sectors acting together in a kind of synchronization against Israel, there is a huge uh, plan. First of all, not just regarding action, but basically regarding the force building, the force building of Hezbollah, Hamas, and if we are speaking about Hussein Salami, the commander of national of uh, 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 the uh, Iranian uh, uh, the Revolutionary Guards, he said in declared in August that now they are preparing. In the end of Israel, now that the Palestinians and Hezbollah are ready uh, to march uh, in, with infantry forces uh, to take the lands, because he declared missiles themselves cannot take the land. So there is a real plan, not just in, to make a synchronization, but to build a, a coalition force uh, by that they are really expressing the new role of Iran as originally a superpower.
0: Indeed. Uh, General Gavish, I'd like to hear your perspective on this, considering the fact that, indeed, as uh, General Aquin mentioned, uh, the commander of the Revolutionary Guards, uh, Major General Hossein Salami, he highlighted on on multiple occasions, uh, since August, uh, when he made that remark at uh, the first instance, uh, that while uh, the Islamic Republic is... Bolstering its various proxies throughout the region. I already mentioned uh, which countries are involved of course I I omitted uh, the Gaza Strip where the Iranian proxy Palestinian Islamic Jihad is uh, present of course very uh, strongly together uh, with its uh, ally the Islamist Hamas organization Uh, all those various forces are bolstering their aerial capabilities and in a uh, concrete effort To then overwhelm Israel in a first attack would be then an aerial attack, uh, of course, by uh, surface-to-surface missiles, drones, and uh, other uh, capacities from from that uh, sorts, And then allowing then that breathing room in order to establish ground maneuvers and control certain uh, territories uh, that would then, of course, evolve into nobody really knows. How do you see this then Israel preparing to, to deal with such a challenge?
3: Yeah, that's, um, I think this is really an important question. And uh, I would say that uh, firstly, uh, if we're looking on the Iranian uh, strategy, uh, they are consistent. It's not that we are seeing now something new on their strategy, because uh, looking on their strategy, they were working through proxies for years year and years, they, be, they were building the, the power in, uh, in, in Lebanon with the Hezbollah. We know that they're trying to penetrate and uh, to be to establish the forces within Syria. This is also something that happened. It's happening uh, for years. Uh, we see what is happening with Yemen and others. So this concept of of the Iranians of uh, working through proxies. I think that what we see lately is that. Um, Maybe it's kind of a, a next step from their point of view of uh, how much they are putting, um, I would say, uh, means and and, and uh, how much the efforts it, it are there. But as a strategy, I think that uh, this is a strategy that um, that we see for, for a long time. The other thing, which if we're looking on the trends, and this is something new for the last few years, is that, you know, people have to understand. It's not that we might be in a war with the Iranian. We are now in a war situation, maybe in a very low, I would say, level of, uh, of it. Uh, but al- also uh, directly, they, they tried for in the last few years, they, they tried to send drones to Israel, uh, even, uh, even missiles uh, two years ago. So it's not that we, are, we, we didn't uh, see. Um, what happened uh, lately in the Ramadan really kind of brought it up. Uh, but I think um, it's not something uh, that we should look at it in one point, and this is what is happening now. We, we have to look on the trend. So you're, you're completely right. This is uh, complex. They're trying to do it from uh, different angles. Uh, I'm not sure that they are very correlated within themselves with the Hamas and with the other organization. Each one of them still have his own interest, and not only the Iranian interest, but in some points, they kind of, uh, I would say, jointly looking on on the interest uh, in, in in sometimes Ramadan is always a good time for them. We saw what happened in the last Ramadan; it was also something around it. Uh, so I think, in general, we could say that uh, this is something that, this is a trend that we see for the long for 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 quite a long time. Uh, and now we have to look and see and I think this is basically what is, um, the Israeli government is uh, looking at now. He's really trying to understand if we have now a new level that we have to um, do something maybe even proactively against it or is it something uh, pointly around the Ramadan that few things happened and uh, and okay let's see how do we, how, do we cont- how do we contain the situation and how do we go from here? We have to remember that the last attacks that uh, we saw during the Ramadan time was from the Palestinian organizations uh, led by the Hamas that uh, tried to shoot from uh, Lebanon and also from uh, uh, from Syria. By the way, not with a big success. And majority of the of the rockets that were shot were intercepted. Uh, the the rockets that were shot from Syria, one of them fell into Syria, another one into Jordan. So it, it was not a big success from their point of view. By the way, also, they were trying to, uh, I would say, try to see if the uh, Israeli Arabs uh, would be part of it. Uh, also, this is what they wanted to, that would happen, and basically it didn't happen. So Indeed. from a operational tactical point of view, I don't think that they succeeded, uh, but we still have to look at it, of course, from a strategic point of view and to understand is that a trend that uh, now is going forward, or is it something that happened around the uh, Ramadan, like last last year?
0: Indeed, of course, there was no true coordination uh, between Hezbollah and Hamas, despite uh, the post uh, uh, conflagration, uh photo op. Uh, I'd like to ask you, Mr. Oren, because General Akoyan mentioned earlier also the Russian-Iranian axis, uh, or cooperation on the military front. We also saw uh, a number of joint maneuvers uh, with uh, China involved in that uh, context. And uh, it seems like Iran is trying to play within the framework of strategic power competition, where it's establishing uh, despite the National Security Council's position in Washington that uh, it doesn't view it this matter But Iran is trying to establish itself as an ally of both Beijing and Moscow uh, vis-a-vis the United States and its clientele uh, its uh, umbrella countries and states uh, this brings, of course, to mind a statement made by Major General Kelman uh, who holds the Iran file uh, in the IDF uh, just uh, a couple years ago, uh, during one of the conferences of the INSS, where he highlighted that Israel and Iran are in a sort of strategic competition with one another over regional
2: matters. Uh, what can you say within that context? Everyone here in uh, the region's capitals looks at what happens in Washington. And regardless of uh, statements emanating from Washington, obviously the trend is for uh, the United States to get out gradually, uh, not fully, from the Middle East and pivot East because it cannot invest all of its resources in one single region. Um, The priority goes east to China. uh, Some of the rest now to Russia versus Ukraine. There is less for the Middle East. And therefore, in Tehran, in Riyadh, we saw how the Saudis behave. Perhaps even in Cairo, there was a recent report regarding Egyptian rapprochement uh, with Russia, not with Iran. But nevertheless, people see China as the emerging power while the United States is withdrawing. Russia is perhaps um, a secondary power now in China's orbit. However, the question from uh, Israel's point of view is how to deal with the inherent contradiction um, which usually political leaders have to grapple with. Not the military command, because wars are not fought between military forces. They are fought between societies. And Hezbollah and Hamas, uh, which is of course uh, much weaker than Hezbollah, they um, uh, do not uh, intend to win over the Israeli defense forces in a fight. They know that um, they they, uh, will be obliterated in in such a fight. They want to win over Israeli society. And the way to do it is by terror. Terror is not only an attack in uh, uh, the West Bank, also the rockets, most of the rockets um, held by Hezbollah and Hamas are not accurate enough to hit any particular target. But this is not the intention. The intention is, to kill as many Israelis and damage as much property as possible so that when the uh, stock is taken, at the end of the campaign, they will come back to their own audience and say, we held our own against mighty Israel. The precision-guided munitions are indeed intended to hit strategic targets. Infrastructure, military, especially air bases uh, and the like. But the general tenor of the campaign is against the Israeli population so that at the end of the campaign they will be depicted as at least drawing with Israel and the draw with the IDF is a victory in uh, Arab and uh, Muslim eyes, because what they sell to their public
0: is their intention to annihilate the Jewish state, which ultimately the public is within that composition. But Israeli politicians,
2: Israel. Israeli politicians, do not want to tell their publics: Yes, we are doomed to fight forever with these hostile forces. Politicians want to promise their electorate a better future. And the two cannot coexist. Either you are doomed to live by the sword, or um, you may get some peace and quiet and prosper. And politicians try to depict themselves as being the better guardians of the civilians. But nevertheless, they want to repress the memory of the threat. Well,
0: uh, last week we saw, among others, also attacks by Iranian militias towards U.S. forces in Syria. Once again, uh, the. Uh americans of course retaliated against iranian uh, infrastructure in syria and uh, within that context also uh, there was a postponement uh, of the departure of the uss george w bush uh, aircraft carrier and the strike group accompanying it uh, from the middle east towards the united states instead of uh, Uh, departing from turkey to back to america uh, this aircraft carrier was repositioned to the uh, international waters off the shore of syria to protect according to the pentagon of course uh, u.s forces in syria uh, at the same time in a show of force also even though usually they do not uh, publicize too much of uh, submarine movement uh, in uh, uh, waterways Uh, the united states announced that it is uh, uh deploying a nuclear submarine uh to the region uh something that the iranians didn't take uh, very lightly uh and try to belittle this uh this statement, general quain uh to what degree does the american administration currently in office despite its lack of uh, uh of at least uh, will to involve itself too much in in regional matters rather than Actually, be more decisive. Uh, To what degree does it see its role as substantive and able to make a true difference that would calm the situation down?
1: The Americans must really face a demand for reconsideration of the whole approach regarding the Middle East. What happened in Saudi Arabia with the transformation to Iran, the same in the Amorites, and uh, they are really challenged. Therefore, they must uh, come to declare that they are reconsidered everything. And really, they are not at all beginning uh, to tell the appropriate story because the whole alliance, we spoke about it, between uh, Iran, Hezbollah, Houthi, Hamas, is not only directed to one main purpose, to demolish the Jewish state. This is not enough uh, uh, powerful in order to unite all of these forces. They are actually united through the main purpose to save al-Aqsa. So they found that there is one common denominator, uh, uniting between Shia and Sunnah. And this is Al-Aqsa that's becoming uh, definitely more important to the new Islam than Mecca, because this Al-Aqsa united all of them right now. And all what happened by just explaining it as directing itself to a struggle of Al-Aqsa, it is a, a new religious war and the American with their whole perspective are not really uh, preparing themselves to begin to conceptualize the whole situation. Because what happened is that they, even if all the attacks from Syria and uh, Lebanon against Israel not succeeded, tactically and physically, they succeeded to emphasize the message that they are struggling for Al-Aqsa. And this is a new uh, story at all.
0: Very interesting indeed. Uh, Even though it's quite a new reality at hand because the Shiites never regarded Jerusalem as holy and it's only recent uh, Islamic rulings that have... Uh, focused more on the liberation of Islamic lands, rather than a particular mosque.
1: Which yeah, but uh, I'm just mentioning the Al-Aqsa Day that uh, was uh, declared by Khomeini Indeed. in the last uh, week of Ramadan. Uh, it is in new Islam. Khamenei,
0: yeah. Uh, General Gavish, I'd like to ask uh, you, The United States, obviously, within the context of strategic power competition, uh, is aware of China's uh, increasing involvement. Also now on the diplomatic front, as General Aquin mentioned, the the rapprochement between Saudi Arabia and Iran under Chinese guidance uh, with uh, the announcement made in Persian, Arabic and uh, Chinese rather than English, which was not mentioned at all uh, within this context. Um, The answer, though, to uh, the various challenges at hand, we spoke, of course, about the aerial threats uh, posed to Israel uh, by the various sectors, including from Yemen, including from uh, the northern sector and eastern sectors, uh, particularly also Iraq and Iran proper. Uh, The answer was an integrated aerial defense system among all U.S. partners in the region under the umbrella of CENTCOM, U.S. Central Command. Is this something that is now threatened by China's
3: increased involvement? Well, I, I don't think so. May, maybe the Chinese involvement uh, involvement in I would say even in the contrary, is uh, uh, this is something that uh, would like to uh, the, the, from the United States uh, point of view, I think that they would like to threaten this cooperation within the governments in the in the Middle East. So I don't think that it is threatening. Um, and I would also would like to refer to um, uh, to, to this issue of, uh, of of the new situation that uh, we are at. I, th- I think that we really need to look at it uh, as, and, I, and Amir, I heard him uh, talking about it uh, in a few occasions, I think we should look at things in, in proportion. Uh, you know there are some uh, terrorist attack, but uh, we need to remember what happened in the in the, in the Ramadan in Elakta uh, in, in last year. This is not the first time that we have some uh, situation uh, in Elakta. Uh, I think uh, what is happening with the Iranians is that the Iranians are not only talking to Israel. The Iranians are also talking to other audience, which is Arab countries uh, like uh, Saudi, like others that. Uh, I think that what they are doing, it's not only aimed toward Israel, it's also aimed toward their willingness to be a superpower in the region and uh, to have some uh, relations with Arab uh, countries. So I think this is also an audience that when they are talking, what they are, when they are talking about the LACTA, this is also something that is being done in order to... Uh, to be closer to, to uh, those countries like uh, Saudi Indeed. as uh, we mentioned before. So I think we should also look at it uh, from from this uh, context. Um, and, and again, the Hamas uh, was trying to do something uh, that uh, with the boiled, I uh, would say, uh, the situation in Israel, but they didn't uh, succeed. It. We have to remember. It.
2: Uh, Life in Israel is in general very good. This may not be paradise, but it is closer to heaven than to hell. The fifth happiest country in the world, according to the latest ranking. So ranking. Uh, that is
0: something. Uh, but I'd like to I thank... I
1: absolutely agree with Amire about that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much, General Akohen, General Gavish, and Mr. Ogan for being part of today's panel. Uh, and I'd like to thank all of you at home as well. Until next time, Shalom.